Well, Alex, welcome back. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas with your family down in Jacksonville. Um, welcome back. Clarification. Clarification. It was Hannah's family. Well, you're married, so that also makes them yours. I don't know if any of them listen to this. I need to be careful. Tread lightly. Say. Uh, no, it was good, man. Uh, it's nice to be on the beach a little bit, at least. It wasn't super warm, but uh, yeah, it was fun to fun to take the the one year old out there and have her look at the ocean and not get swept away. So that was cool. Um, did you get anything good for Christmas? My uh, my wife surprised me today uh, when we got home from Jacksonville. By the way, our flight got delayed in Jacksonville and it was just like the worst possible thing ever. Especially when you have a kid, it's just like, F me. No. Um, she got, uh, she got a couple of like of those soft floor mats that you stand on. Oh. That you can put in front of like the oven and in front of the sink. That's deluxe. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said it like four years ago or five years ago. We moved in. It's like, you know, cause your feet kind of hurt when you stand there. Cause the floor is hard. Oh yeah. I know. You're so old. And, uh, yeah. Man, you just I said that you old. got excited over floor mats. I know. Do you have any know, idea like, like what other people ask for for Christmas? That like you asked for floor mats. I didn't. I didn't ask for them. Hannah just got them for us as a family gift. Oh, okay. And so, like, excuse. So me. we put them down, and I'm like over there, like a cat, like kneading on on these floor mats because they're just so comfortable. <laughs> so. 33 baby and and just uh killing the world although i will say i do have way more white hair in my beard than i did a week ago when uh, we recorded but that whatever uh how was your christmas my christmas was delightful um my wife and i didn't really uh have gifts for each other instead we invested in a home gym so we uh oh. we got that moving and off the ground, we bought a first piece of equipment, which is super exciting. And what is it? Uh, it was an elliptical by Soul. Uh, didn't you get like a Peloton at some point? Yeah, that was uh, that was her big spend, but that was probably close to eight months ago now. Yeah. Um, and then uh, because we did that, we also agreed to take a trip. So we're going to go somewhere at some point this coming upcoming year. When COVID isn't so crazy. Are you going to go on another like three week vacation right at the beginning of the football season and make me podcast by myself? again? Yeah, I was actually going to talk to you about that. Uh, I was thinking maybe like September 9th through like the 19th. So. That way it hits a, a bevy of things, including our anniversary and my birthday. And also the first full weekend of football. So I just wanted to know if you had any thoughts on that. No, no <laughs> thoughts. No, no, we will not. We will avoid the football season. My God, please. No, I will try to avoid the football season. We'll go the at listener, the end of August. The, all, all 12 people that are still listening to us would not like that very much. I'll try to go. Well, maybe October. I don't, I don't know when someone sometime. We're going to go someplace this upcoming year. That's all I know. 
Hey, uh, if you're still listening to this, congratulations. Hopefully you're still alive in your fantasy playoffs. It's championship week. And uh, we're going to we're gonna hit some waivers here. I will say, I think I've come around a little bit. And I think I have changed my mind as far as like a format of the season goes. Because the season's so long and there's so many injuries. I think you should push the playoffs up a week. I, I think the playoffs should have ended this week with all the COVID crap that's going on. And it probably being like this going forward, just with sickness stuff in the winter, although the CDC just changed their guidelines from 10 to five days from an isolation standpoint. And the NFL and the Players Association are putting that in uh, as we speak. They're, they're looking at that. So essentially, if you're asymptomatic, you're coming back after five days. So that would throw you. Mike Evans would be back, depending on if, if they have symptoms or not, obviously. But anyway, we have some waivers to talk about. Congrats on getting to the finals. Uh, Jason, um, trying to stay alive. Uh, the Dolphins are the Dolphins' defense is keeping me alive in a couple leagues. So, um, yeah, let's get this thing going. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go, Fantasy Football Sackos. Jason and Alex back again with another episode. Of fantasy football sackers we are talking week 17 waiver wire waiver wire advice waiver wire waiver That's wire so weird advice also uh i have to respond to the absolute inanity that was your suggestion that the playoffs be moved up a week simply because that is the single worst idea that you may have ever put forward if not for the length of this entire podcast, but at least this season, probably if, if not that, then definitely top three worst ideas you've ever had. And I'll tell you why. If you would have moved it up a single week, you would have had teams on buys. Oh yeah, that's fair. Okay. I didn't even, th- I forgot that was like three weeks ago. Man. Jonathan Taylor would have been on buy. Yeah, you would have lost. Well, God, that would have been I mean, nice. he's the number one running back and he's on a bye. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's fair. I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> side note, there's no reason why they should have week 14 buys anyway. Well, so that's part of the thing with the they, elongated se- season. So what if they... Eh, theoretical for next year. If there were no week 14 buys next year, I'd think about it. Uh, eh, I don't know. The whole point of fantasy football is it gives you something else to do during the football season. And the only reason yeah, that they gambling's were gambling's going though. No. Yeah. Get, well, gambling is also, you know, I think I don't want to call it fledgling because I think it was probably fledgling five years ago, but it's growing, but I think it's still a very niche market. Not with player props. Player props are great. I love betting them. Mari Cooper over five and a, four and a half catches last night at plus money. It's like, oh God, this is so easy. <laughs> it's like, what, what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> so um, now that we got that out of the way and we're not going to shorten seasons, uh, playoffs should begin the the week following uh, bye weeks. And they, sh- and they should end the second to last week of the season. They should not be the last week of the season. Never. Ever. Under any circumstances. No, not even if you do two-week uh, playoffs. Um, 
Like, we're not even doing a show next week, probably, because there's no point in talking about week 18 waivers. I mean, people are still going to have, like, there's still going to be leagues that have week 18 playoffs. Um, Yuck. They're going to exist. So maybe it'll just be really, really short. Pick up Cam Akers. I mean, just pick him up now. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because he's probably going to have a sort of an expanding role over the next couple of weeks. Speaking of Cam Akers, so Daryl Henderson Jr. has an MCL injuries projected. It they put him on IR. He's projected to be out the next three to five weeks ish. Yeah. And Sean Sean McVay says there's a chance that Cam Akers could play this week. What five months after tearing his uh, Achilles tendon? Like what the hell is that? How is that possible? Toward in July, and he is back, baby. Um, absolutely incredible on the part of cam Akers, even watching him do the, these crazy drills and whatnot and his rehab yeah. jumping up and down on it over obstacles on that bad leg. I was just like, Oh my God, I can't believe the progress you can make in five, six months now. It's just absolutely mind blowing. So, um, there's no way he takes over in one week, but with Henderson out, he's going to see the field. I think it's probably going to be like a 70-30-60-40 split. I think that's being generous in the regular season. In the playoffs, I can see him being full go, but... You got to rev him up, man. You got to dip his toes in. Even if If it's 20 to 40%. I think it's this week. I think it's it's next week. You think that it's a a (laughs) one-week... I don't know. I think yeah. I think they want to I do. If I I would be surprised because I think they're going to want to break his lungs in, try and get him back in some football shape and give him a little bit of run. It might only be certain packages and like designed plays, but I think he will see semi-meaningful action. If you had a week 18 championship, I would make sure you had cam makers. Yep, I agree with that. I think the same can be said for Derrick Henry as well, who is now eligible to come off the IR, I believe, right? I mean, yeah, it's only three-week IR, so... Before uh, we move on from Cam, are you spending any fab on him? No, you don't have to. Okay. What about Derrick Henry? I think he's just a provisional ad that can go in your IR slot. I don't think he's available anyway. I haven't really looked at percentages. I'm pretty sure Henry's still rostered in over 80% of leagues. Um, my guess is that Cam Akers would be somewhere in the, uh, what, less than 10% range? Derek Henry's if, if rostered in 80% of leagues. Oh, nailed that. And Cam Akers is 11. Yep. So back, back-to-back jacks there for me. Um yeah, I, I don't think you have to spend anything to get Cam Akers. I, I would not play him this week. If he does something this week, if you have a playoff final for week 18, then I think you can consider playing him there. All right. And that's fair. Um, huh. What about... I mean, there were some other injuries. I mean, let's just go through them. So... Miles Sanders. Hold on, hold on. on. Um, Breaking news, but Joe Burrow just threw for another 40 yards and a touchdown for the Bengals. Okay. I mean, he was, what, the fifth highest yardage total all-time or something obscene? 
or maybe Bengals nothing history. Like, nothing like playing him in a semifinal this week. Hurts the soul. 525. It was excellent. Um, that's what you get for talking shit, everybody. Also, he should have been a pro bowler. Who's talking shit? Oh, I got you. Other analysts and just people in general. Um, but Miles Sanders was hurt and exited the game against the Giants with a broken hand. Yep. Um, Jordan Howard played 35% of the snaps and finished with nine carries for 37 yards, four targets, which was second most on the Eagles. He caught two of them for 19 yards. Boston Scott played 32% of the snaps uh, and carried the ball 12 times for 40 yards and a score. You got to think that they're probably going to end up splitting close to 50-50 with Howard getting the early down work and the goal line work. Um, Maybe, but Boston Scott had the goal line carry. It's awful. That whole bet, like, that whole backfield has screwed me all year in a league where I was just like, oh, I'm going to pick up Gainwell. Oh, I'm going to pick up Howard. Oh, okay. Finally, I'm going to pick up Boston Scott. And whenever I picked up one, the other two scored. Well, they're both going to see double digit touches next week against the Washington football team. And I think they're Is it both surprise- flex plays. <sighs> they're both flex plays easily. So let's go back two weeks ago to when the Eagles and Washington played and Miles Sanders is putting together one of his better games of the season and they're sneaking it in with Hurst. Like that's what Jalen Hurts does is he is going to sneak the ball in. When they get to the goal line, they give him the carries. I guess that's maybe more of a Miles Sanders problem than it is a Howard and Boston Scott problem, but Ah, yeah, the matchup is good. I think you're, you're going to be frustrated regardless of which one you play, just from my experience. So best of luck with it. I think they should both be added. If you can pull the trigger on them because you don't have a better option, then good luck to you. You could make a lot worse uh, flex play than either one of those two guys um, if in the championship round against the wow i guess they're middle of the pack rushing defense in terms of points allowed to the running back position yeah because they get destroyed by the passing game which is absolutely hammered but also philly has leaned into the run over the last month it's true i don't know I, i i would be shocked i think they both probably finished with double digit points and half PPR scoring. Okay. Uh, I think that's just a really frustrating offense to root for. Every time you watch them. Oh yeah. Uh, Dallas Goddard owners agree with me from, uh, Hey, boom, two weeks ago, bus this week. And just the fact that Jalen is going to, score a rushing touchdown and vulture either one of those two guys is very painful already yeah yep and that moves us on to the same concern i have about our next waiver wire pickup and that's jeff wilson jr uh Mm -hmm. carried the ball 14 times for 45 yards and a score caught all three of his targets for 12 yards 
fell into the end zone, got lucky. Started out the game like a house of fire. Where I'm texting you, we were telling everybody to not start him. Essentially, last week against the number one rush defense. Comes out, basically falls in the end zone because Debo gets him down the field. Comes out the next drive, has another like 30 total yards, couple catches, and then just shut down. Shut down. But that's not even the big news. 14 carry, 45 yards, average just over three yards a carry. Um, I mean, he had 23 touches the week before. If Elijah Mitchell is out, Wilson probably has at least 15 touches. But to your concern about the Eagles and um, Jalen Hurts vulturing points, I mean, Jimmy G has got the fractured finger and the slightly torn ligament in his thumb. He, well, the chip bone in his thumb and then a slightly torn or torn ligament. And it looks like he may try to play. I think that's just Shanahanigans. Shanahanigans. You know, the place with all the shit on the walls. Um, Delicious dessert, though. I think he's probably saying he's going to play, but I doubt he does. And then it's Trey Lance and Trey Lance is probably vulturing points because he had like 90 yard rushing in his first full start. And this would amount to his second full start. And it would be against, I don't know, a bottom five rushing defense team. Like they're just going to keep the ball on the ground. I would like to apologize to everybody for liking a tweet during Christmas Mass this week. Um, it was completely um, not. Uh, it, it was. It wasn't me. I don't know how it happened. Uh, so I, I don't know if you saw that John Lynch story where he was. Uh, he liked ah! a tweet about uh, Garoppolo and uh, or about benching Garoppolo, and all of a sudden he has an injured hand. Does Jimmy G? So Trey Lance. When he played his one game against the Cardinals, he had 192 yards passing, 15 to 29 for an interception. That's neither here nor there good. The big concern for Jeff Wilson Jr., or for that matter, Elijah Mitchell, if he comes back this week, is the fact that Trey Lance led them with 16 carries for 90 yards. Elijah Mitchell had nine carries. Debo had one. Now, that's a very different offense than it was. Uh, I don't know, beginning of October. So we're talking almost three months ago. I hate it. It's really hard to start a running back if Trey Lance is playing, right? Even though you've been relying on one of them. Like, it, that's tough. It's tough. Even though Houston is such a great... They have Houston, right? Such a great matchup for running backs. It's really painful. I, uh, I don't really have many alternatives. I know. By many, I mean any, because they play it after three. So all the rest of my alternatives at Flex would be noon plays. Um, I think it's going to d- come down to Jimmy G's availability. I'm interested to see how that re- those reports mature over the course of the week and whether or not I trust... Trey Lance to try to take me to the promised land. Take me to the promised land. I I I get why you have to play Jeff Wilson Jr., especially if if Elijah Mitchell's not playing. 
Jeff Wilson Jr. is only owned in like 60% of leagues still um, and should be added everywhere. Yeah. I, uh, the matchup is too good to pass up regardless of who the quarterback is. But uh, pretty much every fantasy week comes down to whoever scores the most touchdowns wins your fantasy matchup. And Trey Lance and Debo Samuel really limits the upside of touchdown potential for Jeff Wilson Jr. or Elijah Mitchell. Well, and the bogey of how many random last minute players you get put on the COVID list. <laughs> random ass COVID players. Like the Jets had 15 people out. Uh, I, what was it? Well, Houston had 22 out at one point last week. Yeah. Dalvin randomly last week. Um, I don't know. It was so much Eckler. back and Eckler. forth. Yeah. Eckler, Tyreek being cleared and then just being completely irrelevant. Uh, Washington had 23 players on the COVID list and then 14 on injured reserve. <laughs> Yikes. Like you wonder why the Cowboys absolutely shit on Washington. Here you go. No, they didn't to the two weeks before that for some reason. But thanks, Dak. Uh, I if if Jeff Wilson Jr. is available, you should pick him up. And it's really hard to not play him, given the matchup, given the upside of that offense. But Trey Lance is a concern. You gotta hope Jimmy G can can gut through it. They, there are reports that say that he's going to try to play through it, which is interesting. That is interesting. I hope he does for everybody's sake, including mine, mostly mine. Yeah, I would not like uh, Debo or Ayuk if Jimmy Garoppolo is trying to play with a fractured thumb and like a torn UCL or whatever is in his thumb. No, 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 no. Um... Are you spending any fab to try and get Jeff Wilson Jr.? I guess if he's available in your league, he's only rostered in about 60%. You should spend all of your fab. This is the last week to do it. Do you so, prefer, uh, speaking of injuries, do you prefer Daryl Williams to Jeff Wilson? Do we know for sure that CEH is not playing in Clyde Edwards Alaire? No. Uh, CEH's x-ray results were negative, so they're doing an MRI to figure out the extent of the injury. By the way, did you see that run that he had against Pittsburgh where two dudes hit him full on as hard as they could right in the hole and he bounced off for that touchdown run? It was unbelievable. Hmm. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported that CEH should return shortly and there was no structural damage. So... Swelling. No, I like Jeff Wilson. I like Jeff Wilson Jr. more. Okay. Jeff Wilson or Ronald Jones? Uh, I would play Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones? Yeah, yeah that's they're pretty... going to destroy the they're going to destroy the Jets this week. That be pretty tasty. Uh yeah. what about somebody else that's rostered in more leagues or should be uh Devin Singletary taste uh, who's sort of taken over that running back role double digit points each of the last 3 weeks have Atlanta at home for Buffalo. Remember like a month ago when uh we were doing this podcast and you were like their coach said that uh they really like Matt Breida and they're going to give him some more touches yeah 
Turns out and they he's done Devin Singletary. Yeah, they just said the wrong two two names. Coach speak. Um, yeah, unbelievable. Um, nice spot against Atlanta. We don't know what the weather is going to be like. I think it's always really important to monitor the weather, especially for outdoor games this time of year. By facing Atlanta at home, especially in Buffalo, which can be brutal. So if you have Tyler Bass, just be aware of what the kicking conditions are uh, in that game or really anywhere in the, you know, above the Mason-Dixon line. Um, so Singletary's, yeah, five tar- or five catches this week, six catches two weeks ago, touchdown in each of the last two. Uh, 22 carries against Carolina and 12 against New England is mildly surprising, I guess. Josh Allen's still their goal line back, mostly. But it's a good matchup against Atlanta. It's a really good matchup. Only rostered, I mean, he's rostered in 80% of leagues. So if he's available, you should add him. I think you can start him. Um, I would be surprised if he is available, but uh, go for it. Same team. What do you think about Isaiah McKenzie? Um, He was targeted 12 times, even with Manny Sanders back in the lineup, which was the second most on the Bills, leading the team in catches with 11 and receiving yards with a buck and a quarter. Also got into the end zone. Both Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis, um, who were on the COVID-19 list, were out. Gabriel Davis is already ruled out for week 17 because he's not vaxxed. Beasley is also unvaccinated, but has a shot at returning because he was put on the list earlier. We also saw how Tyreek Hill did on a short week with little to no practice. Um, The Bills, again, facing the Falcons, allowing the fourth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Does that make McKenzie a strong enough option to be considered for streaming in the championship round? Just be aware that I wouldn't be surprised if Gabriel Davis could potentially come back. He can't. Uh, He's not vaxxed. Yeah, but they might change those rules if he's not showing symptoms. That would be the only way he could come back. Correct. So just keep your eye on that. If Gabriel Davis is going to play, I would love him. Um, If Cole Beasley comes back, I think that hurts McKenzie's value tremendously. And I would have no fear in starting Beasley in that matchup. Fire up your bills. yeah, just start, just start them all. If 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 they're going to be on the field for right, more than sixty percent of the bills. snaps, just just put them put them on the field. Right. Play your bills and get paid bills. Bazinga. Um, Kadarius Tony. Pass. I mean, team Pat, high nine pass. targets. Caught four of them for twenty eight yards. The revenge game of. Giraffe neck, Mike Glennon <laughs> against the Bears this week. Revenge game, pass. The Bears want nothing to do with going it. into last week. We're top ten in the league in fantasy points allowed to receivers. I mean, Yuck. yes, it's a low floor. It's a low floor, but it's a very low floor. It's a nice. Been, it's a nice. Ceiling. We've been through the tone. We've been through this Tony thing previously. It's like a Pergo wood floor with like a coffered ceiling with the 
inset lights and 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 they're on like dimmable switches with light bulbs like oh my god look at that floor oh my I've god i've always loved dimming like, lights for some reason like your great grandmother's fucking pink carpet that's full of the dirt tracks where like the one path through the room because she's got so much shit on either side of it and there's cigarette marks because she loathes her family and she sits inside and smokes cigarettes every day but above I mean it's like you know what I mean yeah above you can score like 12 points It's just Sean Salier, but no, it's like, I mean, dude, the I floor. have no idea what half the words have been that you've talked about in the last like minute. <laughs> you up on a farm. <laughs> There's pig shit and straw on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just Kenny Galladay. Oh, wow. Too soon. <sighs> okay. So you're out on Tony just absolutely completely. Just, I mean, you have to have somebody better. There's no way you don't. Okay. Well, Mike Williams is out for the Chargers. So how do you feel about Josh Palmer? Six targets, caught five, 43 yards and a score. Um, I mean, he was basically the, the one of the only bright spots outside of Justin Jackson. So is, uh, I mean, Jalen Guyton can come back, right? Because he had a he's had a touchdown on three three straight. He didn't play this week because he was on the COVID list. But I mean, if if Williams isn't going to play and Guyton does, I'd much prefer Guyton. All right, Robbie Anderson, ten targets in Week 16, most on the team, five catches, fifty eight yards. At least eight targets in each of the last three games with 30 in that span. Scored at least nine fantasy points in all three. So, I mean, his ceiling, he did go over 20 points a couple weeks ago. Next week, he's facing the Saints. Um, You got to think they're going to be focusing on DJ Moore. Bobby Anderson should be a decent play. Uh, Okay. Fine. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at uh, at Robbie Anderson's profile. Who has more catches this year, Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore? I mean, DJ Moore. They're tied. Are they really? That's stupid. That's awesome. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, he, he's only rostered forty five percent of leagues. They're gonna be behind most. Well, I guess not against. I guess it's not against New Orleans, who can't. I mean, if Ian Book is playing, it's in New Orleans. They're still getting destroyed. It's seventeen three in the middle of the third quarter as we're recording this. Um, I think that's more of like a drag them out, like running clock game where both teams are not able to make the playoffs and they're just trying to get off the field not injured and like do do you trust Cam to get him the ball? I mean he's been doing okay I guess since since Cam Lamb has been 
back. He's back. Um, so sure, if you're in a rough spot, Robbie Anderson, I guess is playable, but I would hope you can find somebody else. Somebody I prefer. This is a little bit of a hunch, but not really. Zay Jones, six of eight targets. He caught six of eight targets for 50 yards in uh, the Raiders win over the Broncos. He has now led the Raiders in targets for consecutive weeks. Um, defenses are focusing on Hunter Renfro. Sure are. So, I mean, his targets, he's averaging eight targets a week over the last three weeks. I just, it's at Solid. Indy. It's in a dome. They're going to be down Good and weather. have to throw. Not a great defense to do it against, though. <sighs> Pro- no, no, it's not. But it's not. But but I think Carr has. I think he has the most completions of more than twenty yards on third down this year. So he's not afraid to chuck it down the field. Indy is twentieth against receivers. Yeah, I I would much prefer him than than any of the guys that we talked about previously. He's only rostering one point seven percent of leagues, so he's more available than those other guys are as well. And the production has quite frankly been better. He also also only scored one touchdown, which which was week one. And if you're looking at eight targets a week, the touchdown's coming. That's just kind of what happens. I uh, I don't hate that play actually in the dome. Yeah. No weather concerns. They're going to be down. You're going to have positive game script. Colts yep. are 20th against receivers. Um, that's an interesting, interesting little play. I might have to. Are you? Uh, yeah. Are you thinking about it? I am. Over, yeah. o- over Pittman Jr. and and whoever else you have. I'm thinking about it. Yes. Um. That'd be gutsy. That would be real gutsy, especially over Pittman. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I just, I really think that they're just going to run the ball the whole freaking time. Um, uh, what Las Vegas going into last week is fifth against receivers because they are 30th against the run. <laughs> like, I don't give it know. Away, give it away now. Yeah. So I I could put Pittman in. Uh, I don't think he will do bad if he's focused on. I mean, Kansas City went in and put up, uh, or their receivers put up 17 catches for 200 yards and scored three times. Like, they can be scored on. I'm not worried about that. I just, I'm not sure what the focus of that offense is going to be at home. Something right. tells me it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. So I'm thinking I'm I'm I currently have Elijah Moore in and I think that's who I will be leaving in now that I have Mike Evans on the COVID list. If he plays. If Elijah Moore plays. Correct. Yeah, because he's got that quad injury as well. Yeah. Yeah, he does. But if he plays, then yes, he sh- I hope I'm hoping he's taken off of or designated for return soon. Did you want to talk about uh, the guy who I made fun of me not pronouncing, able to pronounce his name, Dare Ugumbowale? 
Was that right? Dare Ogunbowale. Um, that was close. Yeah. So James Robinson out for the year. Tour Achilles. Carlos Hyde is on IR. That leaves. Is a, it actually? Is it actually a torn Achilles? Yeah. Oh God, that sucks. Yeah. So I mean, well, I guess he can come back in like five months, like Cam Akers did, and he'll be fine. For yeah. Next so you're looking year, at like but, six to eight months. Like you hope that he shows up by the end of training camp. Yeah. In the end of the preseason. Partial uh, Robinson partial tear of his Achilles. Okay. So it's torn. Um. But so Agunwale, point two rostered against the Patriots. I don't want against the Patriots. I don't want it. Gets seventeen carries against the Jets. A touchdown. Two catches for fifteen yards. Don't want it. I think he's a flex play. I don't think he is. Well, top thirty six, fine. There's only thirty two yeah. teams. I think he's a flex play. I don't think he's a pretty one. No. Yeah, it's going to be real rough for him. Yeah, at New England, indeed, and the and the season's not uh, not really where you want to be putting your uh, the eggs in in that basket. Dare Ogunbowale. Dare you want to talk about Rex Burkhead? Uh, do we have to? Well, I mean, I guess we don't have to. I mean, dude dropped 27 points this week against a bad Chargers rush defense. Finishes the season at San Francisco, home against Tennessee. Um, those are okay matchups, I guess. Uh, 22 carries, 150 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, last week, he had 16 for 41. He's leading their backfield, so if you're hurting... He's a guy. If you start Rex Twerkhead, it means you are not playing in the Fantasy Football Championship and RIP. I feel bad. Twerk. Uh, I would almost rather play our next person, and that is Derek Gore. Um, uh, really? Yeah, I mean, if CEH doesn't play, I think I actually prefer Derek Gore to Daryl Williams. Uh, he ran for 43 yards. He had 12 carries, and he caught three passes for 61 yards on three targets. He had yeah, that's called garbage time, though, wasn't 15 it? 15 touches at home against Pittsburgh. He saw more usage than usual because Edwards Allaire was hurt. Um, Yeah, but they, they were winning, like... 35 to 3 when he was getting all that work. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, just saying. You know, you can't start, you can't start Gore. I don't you, you just can't. I don't yeah. I don't really I, I don't know. Don't do it. The ceiling is higher than Twerkhead. I I don't know how you can even say that. Like Burkhead had 26 points this week. Like, come on. It was the Chargers without Derwin. Yeah, they're at Cincinnati, at Denver. Like, Derek Gore ain't putting up double digits either in the next two weeks. Fine. 
I don't think that Rex Burkhead puts up double digits against San Fran in San Fran. I bet he puts up 10. Okay. 10.0 just to spite me. Yes. <laughs> so just, just let me have something, okay? What about Jeez. KJ Osborne? Well, uh, 15 so points. Adam Thielen comes out, warrior with the ankle injury, catches a pass on an outside uh, outside route, gets tackled, slams his helmet on the ground, ag- re-aggravates the ankle injury. I'd be surprised if you see him. KJ Osborne is a decent option. Kirk likes it to spread the ball around. Justin Jefferson who has the most receiving yards in the first two weeks of any NFL wide receiver in the history of football uh, in, in his first two years, which is pretty good. I think, I, hopefully I said that right. Um, so most receiving yards first two years. And KJ Osborne has had some really good games in the Packers. Secondary is, I would say, above average, but for some reason they struggle against the Vikings. Well, they're going to be focusing on El Hefe, uh, potentially leaving KJ Osborne uh, open. So I like KJ Osborne. I actually have played him in a lot of my secondary leagues. I don't have him in our money league or league of record, I should say. Um, but I do like uh, KJ Osborne. I think that they're going to have some positive game scripts. So I think he's pretty sure to have like a double digit week and have PPR scoring. And he's only rostered yeah, in thirty percent so. of leagues, so I think you could do a lot worse than KJ Osborne. I agree. Same game, moving to tight ends. Uh, how do you feel about Tyler Conklin, dude? The tight end position's trash overall. Trash slate, straight trash. And he five Conklin, targets against LA. Conklin, Ain't been in double digits since week 10. <sighs> I mean, they're going to be down. They're going to have to throw. It's at Green Bay. I don't know if I love the, like, I don't know if I love the weather. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I, I don't, so that would be a keep your eyes peeled to the weather forecast uh, from the tight end position. Um, <laughs> it was funny. I picked up Picked up and started Devin Ingram this week um, because wow yeah, he scored a touchdown last last minute uh, because Philly gives up the most everything to tight ends as as we talked about previously. So I'm not saying I would trot out Ricky Seals Jones before I trotted out Conklin, but if you know they're giving up the most what receiving yards and receiving touchdowns the to tight ends this year is. Uh, is Philly. So maybe a yeah. sneaky play, I guess. So I don't love it. But Ricky Seals Jones did have seven targets against Philly two weeks ago, four catches for 29 yards. If he can put together another seven to eight targets, um, I, that's a that's a desperation play, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. Have I professed my love for Amonra St. Brown? Yeah, I think we're, I think he's, you know, you know who he reminds me of a little bit is Brandon Cooks. You think? Yeah, like he's just a tough, 
like good route runner, like he gets open and he's productive. Did you know he's the brother of Equinemius St. Brown? Uh, he's way better than him. Yeah, same division. Like, um, yeah. Younger brothers are always better, right? Over the last month, Amonra St. Brown is seventh in average fantasy points per game. It's good. Where do you think Amonra St. Brown goes in drafts next year? Fifth to seventh round? Yeah, maybe even later. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely freaking nutty. I got some other fun stats for you, if you like. Please. Mark Andrews leads all non-quarterback players in fantasy points over the last three games. <laughs> Come on. That's just, that's just silly. 76 points in half PPR scoring. Wow. What a... I mean, that's league winner performance right there, really. Over the last half of the season, the second half of the season, the last eight games, uh, who are the five highest scoring receivers? In the last how many weeks? Eight weeks. Eight games played. So, Cooper Cup. One. Tyreek Hill. No. Okay, Devontae Adams. Three. He's third. Uh, T. Higgins? T. Higgins is fifth. Okay. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Second. And... Debo? Yep. Just how we, just how we thought it would be in the preseason. <laughs> yeah, right. T Higgins. Hey, good though. job by good job by me there. Yeah, man. Just for the record. That was excellent. Yeah. Um T Higgins though. And, fifth uh, highest and I own none receiver. of them except for Cooper Cup. <laughs> but can you believe that T Higgins is the fifth highest uh, uh scoring receiver over the last two months? I actually can, because Jamar Chase has kind of fallen off a little bit once he came back. Pronouns, pal. Uh T Higgins has come back. So um, yeah, I, I do believe that every time you watch Higgins is a monster, man. He's super tall, very athletic. That, th that, that threesome between Chase Boyd and Higgins is wonderful. Yeah. Like T it, Higgins, it's really, really, really great. T Higgins is up to wide receiver 14 and half PPR scoring. Potentially wow. could finish as a low end wide receiver one home against Kansas city at Cleveland the next two weeks. Um, I'm really excited to see where he goes in drafts next season because he was already being drafted behind Jamar Chase, who's having this legendary, um, you know, year himself. Rick. He's currently wide receiver six as a rookie. Hmm. So you could yeah. potentially have uh, two guys on the same team in the top 12. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, just, uh, just a, I will, I'm so excited for next year. I really am. I just want to draft again. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's my favorite part of the year. Rank your top four tight ends. Uh, for next year? Yeah. Oof. 
Okay, so we're dealing with dealing with Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, and Andrews, right? Yep. And then you have Pitts and maybe Hawkinson if if you really really wanted to bring him in there. No, I've seen as, enough. As a, uh, and no, as as I think he's like six plus. Um, so I think those are the top five. I think. I think Pitts could end up being like top three next year. I, th- I think he's done a lot of learning, but uh, you're not going to have to, you're not going to draft him in the top three. Um, <laughs> you have to put Kelsey one until he melts. <laughs> and then I, I think the, I think the other three guys are all going to go in the, Top four rounds. Top four uh, rounds. I don't know. I don't know what order they go in. Yeah. And Andrews, Waller, and and Kittle. I think you can make the case for any of them, honestly. Waller had the most targets of any tight end ever last year and has been hurt this year. Yeah. Kittle is amazing when he's healthy. And Andrews is putting up crazy numbers without Lamar. Yeah. That whole Lamar thing making Andrews worse than he is with his own backups is baffling he's to not me. Bad. He's not bad with Lamar. I didn't say he was bad. I said he was worse. Yeah. Tyler Huntley and, and Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. <laughs> Would love love him when he sings. I love Josh Johnson's. I'm just saying, but like Lamar, uh, Mark Andrews did not have this type of consistency on a week to week basis with Lamar. Like I'm in my championship, and I hope to God Lamar comes back because my opponent has Mark Andrews. Yeah, number one tight end, um, especially after this week where Kelsey didn't play. uh, He's 30 points clear. Uh, of the closest tight end. He's got uh, basically 70 more points than Kittle and 80 more points than Dalton Schultz who um, like he'll have good value next year. Will Schultz and Dawson Knox I think will have good value too. Um, And by the time you throw in Gronk like all of a sudden you're looking like that's 10 basically tight ends. So and if uh, if if Rogers goes to the Broncos, like people are going to draft Noah Noah Fant high too. Yeah, yeah, they will. Man, that offense with Rogers on it and Javante taking over yeah. running back would be awesome. That'd be they? like I don't. That, I just want to see that against Tampa Bay for like two years. Yeah, you got. You got a healthy Hamler, Sutton, Jerry, Judy, and Patrick with Fant. And Javante. Yeah, that offense is just like, hey, who wants to be a good quarterback? Please come and please come and help us. Very similar to like Peyton Manning when he went there with uh, Demarius and uh, Sanders. Sanders. Yeah, like not just kind of ready no, I think the talent's better now, right? Oh, easily. Yeah. 
But yeah, very similar. It was back then. I think it was more so the defense as well, which is obviously not as good anymore. It's true. But is there anything else you want to chat about? Is this our last regularly scheduled Tuesday podcast? Are we going to make some changes? What are you thinking? Well, that's a question. So did we want to do we want to record next week for week 18? Uh, I mean, maybe if there's a big injury or something like that, or do we take the week off? come back maybe push our podcast later in the week do some our favorite prop bets which is mostly fantasy based anyway right where it's like hey this guy had more catches than this in 10 out of 15 games like you should bet it um we could also goof around and do some some spread betting and and things like that for the playoffs until or through the playoffs until bringing back the Saki awards uh at the end of the season and then go on hiatus before kind of firing back up next summer. I think my inclination is to do a weekly podcast for as long as there is football. Okay. And that including week 18, (laughs) including week 18, because I think next week we'll have some things to talk about in terms of COVID What's the Cam Akers role look like? It could be very, very short uh, because I don't really plan on doing a whole bunch of waivers, but it's true. There's also like a dead week in there. Um, and I know at least for the Pro Bowl, there's a week. So I think we'll probably plan on the Sackies during that oh, time. Oh, we can do the Sackies before the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. And so for those of you who don't know what the Sackies are, they are the equivalent of the ESPYs. They are the Sacco's version of we just give out a ton of awards to our favorite and not so favorite fantasy football players, each other, coaches, basically anything remotely football related. It's an excellent yeah, j- podcast. J- just as prestigious as the SBs, honestly. Probably really more so. Yeah. So um, I don't have anything else to add. You got anything, Alex? I don't think so. How much do you miss uh, J.K. Dobbins? Um, basically, my J.K. Heart Throbbins over J.K. Dobbins. Oh my god! And uh, yeah, he's going to be basically free. What's the contract look like for Gus Edwards? Do we know? Didn't they sign him? Didn't they sign him before the season? Is Gus? And then he got hurt. Gus Edwards contract. I love spot track. Uh, two year, $9 million deal. Yeah. So, so he's around. Yeah. He's not a free agent until 24. Woof. My guy, Gussie Gus. They have a potential out after this year though. I don't know if anybody else would sign him with the ACL. Otherwise he, his cap, it's four and a half million next year. I don't know. That that whole offense is such a letdown with all the injuries that they've had. It's true. They're gonna be they're all gonna be super discounted next year, and I'm already excited for it. Yeah. I'm excited for Rashad Bateman in his second year. It's true. Uh yeah, I just hope uh so it's the start now. Well, there's nine minutes left in the fourth quarter if uh if 
the Dolphins get a pick six or a touchdown uh, to win me a league, I will freak out after coming back from the dead. Otherwise, I got really nothing. Looking forward to uh, good luck to everybody in their championship week. Uh, I'm in uh, projected to be in basically basically two of them. One is a free league with Jason and one is my work league. Um, unless I can backdoor in uh, with with the Dolphins. So good luck to everybody. Uh, hopefully you win some money. Hopefully uh, our advice has been OK and, and you're, you're still alive. Yeah, and speaking of the back door and things that excite me, uh, the one thing that has excited me probably the most in my very short, brief podcasting career is the fact that we were able to land our first sponsorship this season. So hats off and thank you to Manscaped for being with us. This is the last week that you'll hear Manscaped promos as part of our uh, Manscaped podcast. Um, So if you could, let's go out with a bang. Please go to manscaped.com. And use code SACOS to get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. That is code SACOS, S-A-C-K-O-S, at checkout to get 20% off of your order. Thank you guys so much for everything you've done for us this season. We know this is sort of like the informal, formal last week of the fantasy regular season. And with that, I bid you adieu. Wide, wide, wide. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.